I see the red light, so that means uh, we're live. And uh, this means it's another week of what I like to call PBC, uh, the Brent Broadcasting Channel, not that other group, but you know, pretty good. <laughs> uh, so this is great. This is a great way to start uh, the week because we're gonna have a really interesting conversation around, I mean, th this is such a timely topic around building culture and, and uh, being able to collaborate effectively, particularly in times of challenge. And I don't think we've seen a time of challenge like this in all of our lifetimes. So this is really uh, fun to talk about, but also important to talk about, and particularly from a business perspective. And so joining me right now is somebody you've probably seen me talk with before, uh, a fellow graduate of the great University of Delaware. She's a blue hen, she's a fighting blue hen. Uh, she is Laurie McCabe from the SMB Group. Laurie, it's always good to talk with you. Hey, Brent, likewise. And uh, this is a pleasure for me because this is the first time I'm getting a chance to talk to Mona Abu Sayed, and she is from Mitel. She is the VP of Collaboration and Applications. So, uh, Mona, first of all, it's just a pleasure to meet you, and thanks for joining me here. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. So. This is a conversation that couldn't be more timely, and this, this topic of culture and collaboration, particularly in times of challenge, and hopefully once we get past the challenge, how are we going to be looking at collaboration and culture and how it impacts business? So I, I think it's just time to jump in and talk a little bit and really focus in on all the stuff. And I know, Lori, you have a lot of data, as usual that you like to bring to the conversation. So Laura, I'm gonna turn it over to you to kind of kick things off. And I want to kick it off with this uh, this graphic that you uh, brought to the conversation to start things off with. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think, you know, obviously there's, there's more than one big, big um, shift going on here, but certainly this COVID-19 pandemic is, is one of the biggies and as we all know, it's really spurred a huge increase in this whole work from home trend. But I think it's it's good to keep in mind that work from home was really a rising phenomena before COVID-19, right? Um, you know, up almost 50% in the U.S. in the past five years. And obviously workers like it. <laughs> A little over a third say, hey, they'd even take a little bit of a pay cut to work from home. And about a third say, I'm surprised it's only a third because I'm a person that loves work from home, but say they're, ha they're happier in their jobs than on-site workers. So it's, it's definitely been a trend that's been a rising trend for a while. And just looking at the, the next slide, in terms of um, small and medium businesses, which, as you know, or is my passion, um, you know, it's really not that new a phenomenon for SMBs either. I mean, about 74% had options for employees to work from home prior to this pandemic. But, you know, in our research, we also asked, like, what percent? And it was generally a pretty low percent, like maybe 10, 15 percent. So what's happened is due to the mandates, it just spiked. It just went crazy. So, you know, 80 percent of those that had work at home before expanded the options, obviously, to any employees they could. And 
over half of the ones that didn't have anything set up, um, you know, put work from home into place. And I think the other really interesting thing is that this whole, you know, in addition to work from home, that's here to stay, it's out of the bottle, so to speak. As you can see on the next slide, it's not this whole virtual collaboration, communication, all the things we're doing virtually is growing every which way in other ways too, you know, virtual meetings and events, nice. telemedicine. I, I read something in my state here in Massachusetts, telemedicine appointments for Blue Cross Blue Shield are up 5,100% <laughs> since COVID-19, which is like, wow, right? And, you know, the virtual real estate tours and job interviewing and onboarding and online education. There's probably a whole lot more I could think of, but, you know, you get the point. So I think kind of virtual everything and being able to communicate and collaborate effectively, productively with engaged employees and engaged whoever, you know, customers, students, uh, patients, it's just more and more important to get this right. And um, so I think it's here to stay. I'm, I'm not saying nobody's going to go back to the office, but a lot, a lot more things will be done virtually. Uh, so just a really, really important thing for, for small businesses to kind of, and medium businesses to kind of think about and fine tune and improve. It seems like it's uh, right now at least, uh, the work from home is when you look at it from the kind of the perspective of digital transformation, it's more of a, a forced transition because they couldn't operate the way they normally could because they weren't really able to, a lot, of, a lot of us were sheltering in place. So you couldn't get out and meet face to face. You couldn't go to the office. So are you seeing this work from home right now? It's a transition, but when will the, when will we see the transformation when we start seeing folks work from home differently, do different things as opposed to kind of doing the, the things that they couldn't do anymore. They had to go to work from home. Now, when we're going to see them just get creative and really take on new challenges, take on new business models beyond just uh, being able to communicate effectively now? Well, I'll take a stab and then let Mona hop in. But I, I think it's already happening. I have a friend that works for a, a community bank. And right away, they out, had to outfit everybody with um, new laptops. They had to get all the security stuff in place. Um, and they do a lot more things virtually in their business. Uh, you know, gyms, my YMCA, doing virtual classes. So... I think it's already underway, but I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of learning and a lot more to come. Mona, what do you think? Absolutely. I mean, I think um, I think uh, the way I like to see what's happening right now is um, it's you know it's 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 a key event in our lifetime. There's going to be before COVID and after COVID, right? And the ones that are going to survive are the ones that are going to be able to adapt to how business is changing how um, how people are changing and then at the same time you have all these cultural implications so I think um, I think the uh, 
you know, you'll, you've, I've seen a lot of businesses kind of already start transforming, especially small businesses really transform how they're doing business. I have a, a, a key friend and mentor that um, is, is, you know, kind of really co totally transforming her business. Um, but the survival is, and, and when are we going to start seeing change? I think we saw change immediately. Um, I think though, as we kind of go into the next part of this is, um, you know, all of these companies are going through different phases and how they're reacting and learning and, and kind of adapting. So that's um, that's where we're going to start to see some some you know some real change. So I mean, initially, companies started in the phase of reaction, right? They are like, okay, now what do we do? You know, you had some companies like you said that were already prepared, so they immediately just kind of increased their licensing, increased their exposure to more employees in the organization, but others that had nothing in place to handle the change and so there was a lot of emotions a lot of change for a lot of people um and then as as things started to kind of you know the, the big rush was passed people were mitigating trying to learning to figure out you know how am i going to work in this new normal or next normal um what am i going to how am i going to manage you know having a child over here um e-learning right next to me using up the bandwidth that i need to have a meeting uh, you know, just getting this whole work-life blend. And that's when you started to see, I think, a lot of stress in the org in, in people, right? People are, you know, the hour, the law, the workday has suddenly extended and encroached upon lunchtime and breakfast time and even dinner. And, um, you know, there doesn't seem to be an end to, to the day. Um, and then, you know, we're kind of moving into this reassurance phase where, where we're realizing, you know what, we're just going to have to learn to adapt. And, and this is how, um, this is how we want to be able to move forward in business. And this is how we need to support our employees from a reassurance standpoint. We're, we've, we're planning now, how are we going to survive in the future? And then finally, we're going to be in this recovery uh, period um, over time. But I, I think we're, we're somewhere kind of in between these uh, mitigation and reassurance, depending on where you were in the journey already. You know, Mona, I, I love this chart because I think it really captures the way a lot of a lot of people think about this and are moving through this. And I mean, we're already seeing so many companies and not just like the Googles and Facebooks or whatever saying, okay, you know, we're gonna extend work at home for for a significant amount of time. I mean, this this local bank that I mentioned before, a lot of these employees, they've decided, they've learned hey, they can do their jobs at home. And so they're planning right now, I think they're kind of in that reassurance phase you mentioned. They're planning, how do we, you know, maybe rethink some of our applications, um, security, infrastructure kinds of things so that we can really do this better, you know, not just in that React kind of way we, we started with. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm finding so many more creative uh, uh, creative solutions um, just from my social circle, right? I have a someone in my social circle that has, you know, a newborn child, and they were planning as you know, before this, they were going to be heading back into the office and daycare, and all of a sudden they found themselves trapped at home, both working full time with a newborn baby in their childcare, and oh. and the, and you know what they told me exactly is, well, there's no such thing as a work day anymore. We have yeah. work that needs to get done, right? It's not it's not a place, it's not a time. Work is an activity. We get it done when we get it done. And as long as you're getting your job done, um, so it's a complete mindset change, you know, this time card concept and this 
Um, you know, where are you? Are you actually in the office? It's totally changed. So it's not even just work from home. It's work from anywhere. It's work from where you need to be. Right, which has all those cultural implications, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I think it's um, it's really interesting to see, um, you know, how, you know, not only if you look at, you know, we've had to adjust business, um, thinking about how am I changing my, adapting my business to digitally enable uh, different interactions, um, focusing on, you know, phone and virtual business practices wherever necessary. Um, training, you've still got to onboard, uh, you've got, you still got to train your, your customers, you've got to train your partners, you've got to train and onboard new employees, which is a really big change when you never can interview people in, per, in person during this time of change. Um, and yeah. then finally, the last piece is just now you've also got this manager-employee relationship and how are you going to start to coach people in these environments? And, you know, without that personal face-to-face uh, interaction, it's it's kind of retraining a lot of people to think differently. Hey, do you which one of these areas do you think uh, small businesses are going to be most challenged by? Um, let's see, which one do I think? I think the go-to-market motions. Uh, small businesses really rely on local traffic a lot, right? Um, some, it depends. I guess it really depends on what kind of small business you're talking about. So I would say, depending on where it, on what kind of what kind of market you're in, it would It would it would be different. What do you think, Lori? Yeah, I I agree. Obviously, if you're a, a business that relies on a physical location and physical services, I'm thinking of the hairdressers and and you know doctors and dentists and, yeah. and things like that. Um, you know, you're you're going to have to figure out what what goes on online and virtual well and and what doesn't you know obviously if i have a skin rash i can show that to my dermatologist but if i'm having a heart attack i really better call 911 get that ambulance and shoot on over to the hospital but i personally think that in a lot of businesses the biggest challenge is going to be in the culture of like you were saying, Mona, you know, it's not about how many hours I see you sitting at a desk now, right? It, it's got to be about really defining what are the outcomes for this employee and what can we do to help this employee achieve these outcomes that all like add up to what the business goals are. And I, I think in, you know, in some businesses that comes naturally, but in others, it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard to trust and trust is really going to be at the heart of all this trust in really good, you know, objectives and defined roles and goals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually, in the next slide, when we we're talking about really the, um, you know, what I've what I've really observed is the human connection and humanization, you know, bringing back the human and what we're doing, humanizing work again, right? We, I think we kind of turned into robots at some point in time. Mm -hmm and um, bringing it back to reality and bringing your whole self to work. But, it, but essentially now as a, as a leader in a business, you've got to start thinking about your employee and their whole self, right? Right. And um, you know, the, in the past where you may have been in the office or you had the handful of remote workers, they were kind of accustomed to being on their own while not necessarily always feeling as engaged as they could be because the majority were in the office, they were used to that. 
Um, what I really like about what we've been through is that we've really evened the playing field. Now everybody's working from home and now we all know what it feels like for those remote workers. So I think in the future, we're gonna see a lot more empathy towards that type of environment, those people that are working alone. So video conference calls are key and critical to, to that. Um, and then not just not just making it where it's just a video call. I, I've even observed over the, the last several weeks. And when we get into a call now, there's a little bit more of this human connection at the beginning and even when you wrap up early and, you know, bringing some fun to it, whether it's, you know, playing a game or having a meeting theme and, and things like that. Um, we also have to, you know, again, making people not feel isolated because we've even that playing field. Everyone's felt it now. Everyone knows what it's like. You're sitting between four walls or you're sitting out in the open area at home with surrounded by other people, your new coworkers who are your family. Um, and now you've got to, you, you, you can understand and empathize with those that are working from home permanently um, and really kind of thinking about the people, right? Um, and then obviously, um, as we reassure and move into this next phase, um, understanding what, what do we need to be successful? What defines success? What defines, um, what defines you know, work and, and measuring outcomes? Um, you know, what are, what are we going to, how are we going to measure that we are being successful and how do you, how do you now interview employees differently to think about whether or not they're prepared to this, to this type of, of work and life balance? Yeah. What about also, uh, you know, how do you make sure that you are, that the, the employees have the right skill sets and uh, I guess the right cultural kind of, uh, fit going forward? Uh, because it seems to me like customers are changing rapidly and, and their expectations are changing rapidly. And, you know, now during the, the pandemic and it'll carry over till after. So how do you make sure that uh, you get the right mix of, of skill sets and kind of cultural fit going forward? Well, I mean, I think much like we did interviews in the past where you had them meet a variety of people one on one and in a team setting and a group setting, I think it's going to become imperative to continue with video uh, interviews and see how they are able to react. Uh, I always have liked to, in the past, I've done interviews with people where I actually gave them a problem to solve and asked them to present because if the majority of your job is going to be to stand up and present on a problem, you've just been introduced to a week ago, how are you now going to offline on your own, uh, do the research and come back with, with your thoughts and ideas and present to people you don't even know? Uh, so I think we're gonna have to be a lot more creative about how we assess an individual's capability to solve problems without having that interaction directly and, uh, and you know, be in, in this kind of environment. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of, um, you know, you know, a lot. Several companies do use like personality and assessment tests and things like that. Yeah. I think to the degree that measures some things, but I, I really want to see how are you going to react when you're on camera and you're talking yeah. to people who are not in the room with you. What is your body? Yeah. That's important. Yeah, it is important, and I think um, also it's important. Obviously, there are a lot of people that are shy or introverted. And it, you know, I've had people say to me, I, I don't know how you can do that. You know, I, I don't know how you can go on these videos or go talk in front of a group of people. And, you know, some of us are very comfortable, others aren't. And so there, there probably needs to be some kind of um, help 
so that the people that are just not, you know, they're just shyer and more introverted, but they're really good at doing their job, you know, other than being on a Zoom or, uh, you know, whatever, you know, kind of online meeting, they they can do that comfortably and do it well and let their skill set, you know, shine through. I think it's also uh, a key piece of that is once, you know, once you do bring the employees in, it really starts from the top. It's a culture that starts from the top. If you are in meetings where leaders are not turning their video on or they're scheduling, oh. uh, you're never going to get that adoption. You're never going to get that connection. But I, I, I believe, you know, it's, you know, there's there's a good there's a balance to be had. I believe um, in the last few weeks, it feels like I've been on meeting video calls from 7 a.m. to sometimes 6 and 7 p.m. Uh, and there is the video fatigue is real. <laughs> uh, so it's okay and acceptable. I don't think we need to shame people when they have to turn their video off. That's okay. Right. But I think we need to encourage it by just humanizing it. And uh, one thing that I've actually noticed is I get in calls sometimes and somebody's kind of frantic and they're like, well, my baby's crying and pick up the baby. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I pick up the baby. I've met dogs. I've met babies. I've met houses. It's great. I, I've seen tours of some people's homes. We've got to kind of add this human piece. And and when you real, you know, we, we all become real, right? We're, we're right. Real humans. We bring it. We bring our whole self to work. Um, you build so much better collaboration as a team when when you can identify with people and those connection points are real. So I know. I I think you're right. You know, people see you in your home, and I remember. I was here and my significant other Jeff was in the other room and I had the camera pointed the other way. Anyway, he was like bringing laundry and folding it, you know, <laughs> a specific time. Somebody's like, who's that man in the background holding your laundry? <laughs> Bring him here. <laughs> you know, hey, that's life, right? It really <laughs> is. <laughs> yes, yeah. All right. It's a good thing he's folding the laundry. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? You know, uh, let's go in. Uh, oops. I want to go take Mona to this band aid reaction technology strategy because uh, you got to like talk us through this thing here. Yeah, of course. So I think when we uh, when we were in the reaction phase and mitigation in some areas, people just kind of went with whatever they they could find. Um, you saw a number of people jump on free trials and, and free extended trials from different companies. They may be consumer grade. They might have been the lowest cost. Some people resorted to leveraging their own personal devices uh, and, and, and ultimately disjointed technology to help enable people going working from home. Um, as we kind of progress into this mitigation and, and reassurance phase and really planning for the future, it's going to be really important that you look at the whole system. What is it you're trying to provide in your organization? You need a secure, you need a secure enterprise grade solution. There are solutions for that. That's what that's what people are in business to do is to look at the end-to-end -end collaboration. So Mitel and shameless plug, right? Seamless communication and collaboration. We're thinking about how how do you how do you quickly transition from all the collaboration needs that you have, whether it be within our own technology or even connected and, and integrated with other technologies. So it's really important for the future that you realize and recognize what you've put together might be uh, might be that um, band-aid band-aid solution. Uh, what you know what you know in, in our world, in my world, when when I think about bringing in you know video meetings, I think about real use cases. I may, I may be on a chat with one of my employees 
And then we realize that, you know, this is going to be a much easier conversation if we escalate this to a video call. By the click of a button, I can quickly get to a video call with my with my employee um, because we've thought about that entire use case end to end within our suite of products. So it's really important to think about how connected that technology is going to be for the future or else you're not going to get the adoption you you want to see. Uh, in our future world, like 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 Lori said at the beginning, we're going to see more and more people working from home, and you're gonna you're gonna see a, a bigger push to um, to 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 drive uh, business decisions and and communications with that collaboration technology. How it all comes and fits together is going to be key. You can't shout over the cube every time now anymore. Right. You know, even hiring practices. I'm gonna I'm gonna I have to assume now that I'm no longer limited by city limits. Uh, to hire. So how do I make sure that even even if I decide to hire someone in Atlanta, uh, is <laughs> how are they going to, you know, how are they going to collaborate within our organization easily and where how I bring the right tools in place. So I just think that disjointed technology area is is just key because in that reaction phase everybody got hold of some kind of free um, video conferencing service. But Video conferencing isn't where communication and collaboration stop and end. You have all these other things you need to bring into the loop and maybe even integrate some of that with some of the, the key business applications or people are using. Absolutely. So um, I, I think as people move through the phases that you're talking about, we, we know SMBs integration is one of their biggest challenges but also one of their business biggest goals and uh they're going to be looking more for how we, how we can make this all work together so we're not jumping from here to here and having to sign in and sign out and go yeah. to this url and that url and you know our phone system we want to have all that integrate because people and businesses are still using phones <laughs> So it, it does it does work better when it works together, no question. Yeah, the workflow is key. I mean, work doesn't get done, like you said, in silos. The workflow is key. Uh, we have integrations in our world that allow, you know, a ticket, uh, ticket coming into a ticketing system to pop into your chat window. And in your chat window, you could take that and disposition it to and assign it to somebody else. That's how work gets done. And if right. you're thinking about those end-to-end -end use cases, then you're missing out on on opportunities to help people work more productively. Nobody wants to be a slave to their email or a slave to uh, whatever other uh, communications we have. And so, when you look at how it all comes together, you've got workspaces, you've got people that that need to work together, uh, and that uh, the concept of a team working together that have joint tasks. Um, but you may also be messaging and SMS uh, have SMS with external or, or messaging with external third parties, um, you know, no, not within your your four walls at the company. Uh, telephony, how does telephony put into it? Has it, how does video and how does file sharing? So, you know, bringing all of these components together and thinking about the use cases that power uh, that power your business are going to be key to driving uh, a a future proof um, seamless technology in the future. It doesn't drive everybody crazy because they can't remember their password to seven different things. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you're also seeing some of the big, you know, huge players. There's some talk about, you know, how Zoom is forcing some merger and acquisition opportunities for the big companies to integrate some of these technologies together. So interesting to see how that will play out. Uh, key learnings and action steps. We always like this stuff. 
Yeah, so I think it's, uh, I think we've said it over and over, remote working is, is definitely here to stay. It's not going away anytime soon. So we have to be, uh, we have to start thinking carefully about how we're prepared for that future, evaluate your business and your employees and how are you gonna enable them to be successful in the future. And that those cultural, you know, fortunately, I think your, your um, our younger generations coming into the workforce and already are, are pretty accustomed to the digital world. Um, you know, the, the uh, Maybe the baby boomers are going to have a little bit harder time, but that's not that's not across the board. I'm I'm glad to see that you know this is definitely coming across really well. So remote working will persist. We're all in a different point of the journey. Uh, you have to look at the people, process, and the technology uh, to guide your strategy. There's no there's no single answer, uh, but there is definitely there are answers and there's a way for you to to get through that journey. And there's there's people that can help you around that. Um, no one's fully optimized, so think think long term and and look at the steps to get to the future that's going to allow you to be seamless. And uh, as we as we've had to react in this, you know, in our lifetime, probably the first time we've ever had to react in this way, we should we should not expect that this may be the last, right? Uh, so make sure that we have that playbook in place. Um, and then, you know, make make sure technology you're you are using it to uh, facilitate how you how you run your business and that you're not being a slave to it. Um, and so looking at how your technology interacts and is not just joined is definitely going to um, is, is definitely going to help people embrace it, make it a sustainable process moving forward and enable enable good experiences across the board for your customers as well, because at the end of the day, if you don't have satisfied customers, you don't have a business. Mm. All right. Do we have? Wow, we we came to the end. So this, is, <laughs> this is actually flowing so smooth. I was like, wow, this is some good stuff. So uh, let's take a look at you know uh, post pandemic. We'll we'll get past this. What what is it going to look like from an SMB perspective? What is the environment going to look like? What are the, what are they going to need to? What are they going to have to operate in once we're actually past this? I think a hybrid work environment, you know, that's got a lot more flexibility. Uh, some workers may never come back to the office and some may come back, you know, on a more limited basis. Uh, others may prefer to work in the office uh, for some of the reasons Mona said. But uh, we're going to have to accommodate a lot more flexibility in how where work gets done. I mean, as I, I think we talked about, you know, people have to be able to get their work done anytime, anywhere, on any device as necessary. So that that is what I think will be the hallmark of the successful SMB. Mona? Uh, I think it's uh, it's all of all of what Lori said, and I, I want to reemphasize the role of of leaders in driving the culture that is is going to make it sustainable. Um, not only not only from a um, you know humanizing and making sure that you you're building that empathy in leaders and thinking about the uh, the training and the onboarding and the and and the facilitating of all of the uh, environments that we that we have to deal with. Um, but also from a, um, you know, also from a technology standpoint and how we choose the technology that is going to make it sustainable. So it's a, it's a combination. I think, I think you're absolutely right. There's going to be this emergence of a hybrid worker that 
you know, I'm, I'm one of them. I, I always, I always have believed it's, it's great to be able to work from home and I, and it's definitely, a, you're able to get your job done at home, but I've always, I've always preferred that forced separation of work and home. And as I've had to progress over the last several weeks, I've realized that, you know what, with the right boundaries and the right limits, I can make it work really well as well too. So um, we're all kind of coming along this journey at a different pace. All right. So this is the, the $64 question. <laughs> That's, that's all. all? That's, that's all, all I can is? afford right now. Uh, so we know what small business was like post. I mean, pre-COVID. Is uh, small business post-COVID going to be on par with what it was before, or is it going to be a little worse than what it was before? Or do you see there's a, a, a bright future and even a brighter future than before uh, COVID? Brighter. Absolutely. Out of every, like if you think back to the Great Recession, out of every downturn, so much great stuff, so much innovation rises to, to the, the top, right? And small business and entrepreneurs are the innovators. And I got a bunch of <laughs> things I've been reading about all these people building new innovative businesses that, you know, tap into some of the, the things going on today. And I have no doubt in a few years, we're gonna look back and say, wow, this was one of the most innovative periods ever. Completely agree. I think um, I think necessity is the mother of invention. And if we were always, we always do what we've always done, we're gonna get what we've always gotten, right? And um, you need a forcing factor sometimes to reinvent and innovate. Uh, I've seen so many, like I said, small companies, think very differently and and um, we will look back at this and, and realize that you know life was forever changed that's for sure um, and I think there's definitely an opportunity for the better and um, you know I think it's it's also key to even in you know everything from personal and social aspects to business access aspects we're gonna really think differently about what what is the most important right um, maybe travel in some in some sectors was excessive for for did I really need to travel oh, yeah. <laughs> right um, maybe I, I have a completely new way of, of thinking about things. And so, um, yes, we're, we're forever, we're forever changed after this. And, you know, the other plug I'll put in for SMBs is that smaller businesses have to pivot more quickly. They just don't have the cash flow to sustain if they can't. Right. And so part of that is a forcing function, but also part is that they're closer to their customers anyway, usually. And so, you know, they've got that ear to the ground and are listening and really tuning into the things that they're going to need to do a little bit differently, maybe to, to make the customer um, really want to, to buy from them in a different kind of environment. That's right. Well, this, uh, this 30 minutes went by real quick. Uh, but before we go, could each of you tell us where we could go and find out and learn more about some of the things that we just talked about? Mona? Sure, mytel.com. Uh, we have an entire uh, campaign and, and resources for employee, for our, uh, our customers and our partners around remote working and um, how you can how you can leverage all our solutions uh, to drive better remote working. And um, so, yeah, lots of, lots of information on mytel.com. And uh, Lori McCabe, you can find me at Lori McCabe, um, or I have a blog there in my Twitter, and also at SMB Group, and our SMB Group website, and we're doing a lot of 
stuff in this space and the work from home and the whole SMB and COVID-19 area. Well, I'd like to thank both of you for joining me today. This is, this is a great conversation. And I always like when we can mix in some stats with some, some actually color to the stats and, and start looking to the future and seeing. And I'm glad you guys said there's a, a positive, brighter future for small business. Because I have a suspicion that a lot of folks are feeling a little apprehensive. But it's good to hear that uh, you guys think we're going in the right direction. I'm going to join you. I'm going to say that I think. <laughs> Yeah, think outside the box right now. This is the time to think outside the box. That's absolutely right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for checking it out and we will talk to you later. At least I'll talk to you later. I'd love to talk to them later too. So hopefully we'll all talk later together soon sometime. Thanks. Everybody. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Thank, Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Bye. Bye.